You're listening to Two Therapists in Therapy, a podcast about self-acceptance, self-love, and self-growth. I'm your host, Sarah Brill, a licensed clinical social worker, EMDR trauma therapist, and writer. And I'm your other host, Becca Moravec, licensed professional counselor, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Enneagram enthusiast. I'm a two, Sarah is a four. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Becca. How are you? I am. I How am I? I don't know how to answer that question today. It's a weird question. It is a weird question. How are you? Yeah, because you're supposed Complicated you know what? how I am. I think you have to. Do you answer that question with an adjective? Um, so I usually say I'm well. Uh-huh. Is that an adjective? I think so. Because no. it describes your state, right? Yeah. I think that's funny. I think that I think people should ask, how are you feeling? I think that's like a much better way of inquiring about yeah. where somebody is at. Yeah. But people usually say fine. Uh-huh. Did you know that? It's it it is a um really meaningless greeting. Maybe we should come up with a new greeting. Yeah. So can good you and I can you and I ask each other how we're feeling? Yeah, good to see you, Sarah. Good to see you too, Becca. How are you feeling today? I am feeling um, curious about where this conversation is going to take us because we have a topic, a very clear topic, and as each episode that we air goes, we usually end up channeling uh, information that we didn't necessarily expect. Yeah. What about you? How are you? Good to see you, Becca. Thank How you. are you feeling? <laughs> um, I'm feeling a lot of things. I'm feeling really excited to be with you because I haven't seen you in like two weeks. I'm feeling energized because we worked out this morning and it was good to get out of my mind and into my body. And I'm feeling curious, sad, fearful. And happy. Mm. What a complicated person. I love that. I love yeah. how you can hold all of those feelings at one time. How important. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. We are complex beings capable of holding a lot of things. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. So many things at once. Including what? Rage. Rage. That's the that's our topic for today. Yeah. Kind of rage and self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do they combine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. So where do we want to start? Well, I maybe we could just talk about our relationships with anger and rage. I love that. Um, because I think that depending on how you're raised and your family of origin and your life circumstances, you'll have a different relationship with those emotions. Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also your Enneagram type probably has to do with how you experience emotions, right? Because the body types, mm-hmm. which is um, 7, 8, Might be more in touch with them. I don't know. Uh-huh. Don't listen to me. But just... Well, I know that they all experience, they, they have different, um, different experiences of anger, but they all have a relationship with anger. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, tell me about your relationship with anger. Rage. Well, it's funny because um, you and I were chatting earlier about like kind of like the societal messages um, that we received about anger. And it's it's funny because um, for me, you know, I identify as female and so I'm cisgendered and I I somehow did not get the message um, as a woman that I should be ashamed of my anger. I, I have always like really experienced anger very like vividly inside of myself and I have not felt shame about it. Um, I, I think I've had to learn how to channel my anger into, um, healthy ways of communicating, but I often feel grateful for my anger because it usually alerts me to something that is, that needs to be addressed. Um, I think that's why I, why I, um, I don't repress it is because it feels like it's usually, um, an important signal. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's your, what's been your relationship with anger? A repression. (laughs) (laughs) Just repress it. Um, I mean, I think that's, I didn't mean, I didn't, we didn't talk about bringing the Enneagram, but I, into this conversation, but how can we not? Because personality type structures are real things and I'm a two which is the giver the helper and two is actually a really pretty angry people um (laughs) but it's repressed and so it's even I think it's like even grosser like uh because a repression means like I know it's there but I don't want it to be there so I'm gonna pretend it's not there so someone's like how are you and I'm like I'm fine when like I'm like raging inside (laughs) But it's and it's not even that clear of an awareness that I'm raging inside. So I think my relationship with anger and rage is to ignore it and to act like you're happy because people will love you if you're happy. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that just like makes me feel like it's sad. That, makes me, that makes me angry. <laughs> I was gonna say that makes me feel that makes me feel more rage. Yeah, um, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's like a. I and I watched it's like a not being honest with yourself because nobody wants anger I think is maybe the message and I don't know that 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 wasn't like this explicit message like um but I think it was like modeled to me like I never like said I'm feeling angry right now like that's like a new concept for me Mm -hmm. to be like oh there's anger Mm -hmm. I'm angry let's get curious about it it was just like, I'm angry. I'm not supposed to feel angry. So I'm going to pretend like I'm not angry. And then everybody around me is scared of me. And then I'm like angry that everybody around me is scared of me. <laughs> and then I'm just short with you. And then I never process it ever. Mm-hmm. That That's my past relationship with anger and rage. That's super interesting. Yeah. We're different. You and me. Yeah. Yeah, we are, which is really cool because then we can have interesting conversations about things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm just thinking about like why do we fear anger so much? Also, before I answer that question, can I tell you a thought that I just had was that I am allowed to feel anger for other people, like on other people's behalf. Like I'm Mm. really good at like defending you and like being in your corner and being like, screw that person that hurt you. Um, but not so much for myself, which is also 
like part of my growth and self-acceptance journey is knowing that I deserve my care and affection just as much as everybody else does. And part of that is I maybe deserve anger and rage just as much as everybody else does. Totally. That's that's a revelation that I just had. Ooh. Just now. That's cool. Cool. That's always cool when that happens. Yeah, sorry. I interrupted your question. You had a good question. Well, yeah, I and but I'm glad that you had that revelation. Um I think my question was why are we so afraid of anger? Hmm. Well, you weren't though. Yeah, I wasn't. How did that happen? Well, um Full disclosure, and I think my family would be fine with me sharing this, but I grew up in a super high conflict family. So there was a lot of like mm. um, yelling and fighting that happened. And some people may, you know, some people's experience with growing up in a high conflict family might be that that because of that, they were afraid of anger. But that was kind of you had to get angry in my house sort of for your voice to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um And so I think I just was very used to like that emotion and um, that it actually served a purpose in my family. So um, and then later on, as I grew up and and became an adult, I learned that um, that I didn't need anger in order to use my voice and that although I might feel it inside, um, I I needed to learn how to communicate in a gentle and um, clear and assertive way, not in an angry and aggressive way. But, um, but I didn't exile that feeling. I didn't, um, I never internalized that my anger was bad. It was just that the way I responded, responded to it needed to change. Yeah. And you have changed that. Yeah, I have changed that. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, did that answer your question? That did answer my question. Yeah. Um, Um, like, why were you not afraid of it? Yeah. Why do we think people are afraid? I mean, I know that for me, I think it's because people, me included, are afraid of um, unpleasant emotions. I think all of them. And then anger feels maybe the scariest because it's like, it feels big. Yeah. And it could be violent. Like, yeah. at its extreme, right? Yep. yep. And so I think, I mean, I grew up in a family where you're just... I was the sensitive one and that was bad. So then anger would be very bad, right? We're not just, you're supposed to just not feel things. I posted this like meme on my Instagram of this little girl crying and the mom says, stop crying. And a lot of people were like, oh, I don't like that. And I get that because that's kind of the, that's kind of, I think where our culture goes is don't feel that way. Don't be angry. Don't feel sad. Don't. Mm-hmm. Like if it's an unpleasant emotion, we don't want it. And that was the message you got. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Because we're happy and we're together. But I would say <laughs> that as a general rule for a lot of people that I work with, there's a and and not just people that I work with, just humans that I encounter, friends, um, people are afraid of anger. There's yeah. like a lot of judgment towards anger, yeah. like more so than I would say other emotions. Yeah. I Do you agree or disagree with that? I agree because I think that it's um, like people want to bypass it because we elevate, which we rightfully should, peace, mm-hmm. right? And they seem at odds, but maybe they're not. Yeah, I know because you're the one that taught me about righteous anger. Yeah. Which I think is a really fascinating topic. Yeah, like this idea that, like, you should be angry. Like, 
I mean, that that was my experience at the the first women's march, mm-hmm. which is righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it still makes me angry. Like when I think about um women objectifying men objectifying women, um, and the Me Too movement, just um having righteous anger like yeah there's other things underneath it there's sadness um and fear but i think the primary emotion in righteous anger is anger whereas anger sometimes is a secondary emotion meaning there's other stuff underneath it right so i don't know if that if i just took us in a wrong direction but well no no i think um maybe we need to back up and explain like about anger being in a, sec- a secondary emotion just so that everyone knows where we're what we're referring to um so let's do that real quick yeah i mean so i think that we're afraid of unpleasant emotions in general and then anger is so visceral or can be so visceral um and then often we hear the message even as therapists we hear the message oh anger is just a secondary just mm-hmm. just a secondary emotion meaning there's something underneath it mm-hmm. and and there often is like we're we're com- like when you asked me how i was feeling in the beginning we're complex beings we're usually not just feeling one thing um but underneath anger would be sadness guilt regret fear jealousy right All other unpleasant emotions and so as therapists, we would, might work with, like with someone to like get t- to what's really underneath it if you're feeling angry. But it almost we're talking about this idea that maybe we need to pause for a second at the anger and explore that and mm-hmm. let that be its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because sometimes it really alerts you to something that you really need to pay attention to. Yeah. And we shouldn't ignore our emotions, <laughs> any of them. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, Rumi's or not Rumi. Is it Rumi? Yeah. Rumi's guest house. The guest house, which says like. Mm. um, We'll link that in the show. Yeah. 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 We should pull it up. It's a really beautiful. But say what you were going to say about it. Beautiful poem. But basically it talks about how like um, all emotions have something to offer us every single one. So we should welcome anything that we feel. into our experience and be willing to explore it because um, each em- each emotion is a messenger that kind of comes from sort of like a divine place and that... Do you want to um, read it? Yeah. You can read it. So the poem goes, um, <clears throat> This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door, laughing, and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. I love that. Me too. Good? Good call. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, anger is just, it's a valid human experience that has something to offer us. What are, Um, what are things that it has pointed you to or like guided you to? How have you used anger? I think sometimes anger for me is a signal that like a line has been crossed. Like I think especially previously in my life. Like a boundary. Like 
even though I talked about earlier how I wasn't afraid of anger in my family of origin, I think um, I also, my personality type um, can often really like want to make everybody else feel okay and want to kind of disappear into other people's um, experiences because I truly want to understand others and I really want to connect with others. And so um, as a younger human being, I struggled with um, finding my voice and also knowing if I was like really giving myself away, which I talked about in my in my story that I shared. Um, and episode so, four. What? On episode four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, um, the value that anger has brought to my life is kind of showing me when maybe that line is starting to be crossed where maybe I'm giving myself away or maybe, um, there's, there's something that I'm, um, tolerating that I shouldn't be tolerating. Yes. And so, um, paying attention to that without like exploding in the moment when it's there, Mm -hmm. but just honoring it like, wow, there's a, there's a lot of like anger that I'm feeling in my chest and in my tummy. And I wonder like, I wonder why why this emotion is coming into my guest house. I wonder why it's like I wonder what message this anger is asking me to pay attention to. And so um, for me, having the willingness to explore that and be with it and not react to it, but not repress it has helped me to find my voice and connect more deeply with myself. That is so beautiful, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, that makes I mean, it's interesting how our personalities are different. And yet we use it this like the goal is to use it the same. Right. Is when my boundaries are crossed before I would just repress and then be passive aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) And when you used it before, you might have like gone into like darkness or made it about like your worthiness Mm -hmm. or I'm I'm assuming. Uh Um. It, but the the point would be that to point to is the boundary being crossed and what do I need to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So to use your voice, anger helps you use your voice. Yeah, it totally helps you use your voice. And I think <sighs> like the weird, not weird, but like the space in between feeling anger and using your voice is where like the work happens maybe. Yes. Of like, I'm feeling the feeling and now how do I unpack this in a way that I can be show up congruently and authentically express myself yeah we were so that's one tributary Mm -hmm. i think of anger and i'm i don't know if this is different but i'm wondering if if it is different like the anger you feel about self-acceptance does that Mm, make sense yeah like this feels like okay when i'm feeling anger in my body i should listen to it Mm -hmm. right so that i can have my voice and then i feel like there's maybe this other anger i feel sometimes that isn't like there isn't maybe something I can do about it now. <laughs> like it's it it's in it's in the self acceptance journey of just like being pissed about it. it and maybe that's similar. I'm I'm just thinking about like there are times where I'm pissed um, at diet culture, or I see a photo and I'm mad that I'm in the body that I'm in, or um, and those feel less about like oh a boundary has been crossed. It's like a boundary was crossed in the past and now you have to deal with it. And I'm just kind of pissed that I have to deal with it. Yeah. Right. Like you're uh-huh. pissed that like 
just like feeling angry that self-acceptance means I have to accept things that I don't want to accept. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Totally. Resonate. Um, And so I'm curious about that feels like less pointedly purposeful for my voice and more just like the guest house. Like, okay, I'm going to just accept that I'm feeling angry about my body today, but maybe it's pointing me to that I'm not actually, I'm angry about something else. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking in circles. (laughs) Well, I think just to kind of like maybe synthesize it a little bit, I think part of what we were talking about before we pressed record today was that sometimes when we're on a self-acceptance journey, there is rage in it. There is there is anger about like, wow, this part of myself, I I have to accept. I can work with it. I can like, for example, like um, for me, I've talked about this before. I'm a highly emotional being. I feel a lot and um, I cannot change that. That's part of my chemistry as a person is that I am just highly, highly sensitive and that has its blessings and that also has its curses. And on some days, I feel really angry about that. Like, I feel really angry that um, somebody can say something hurtful and I can um, carry pain around in my heart all day about it. And I can use all of my positive coping mechanisms and I can still, like, you know, get through all of the all of my daily activities and responsibilities that I need to. But I'm fucking pissed that I have to feel like there's a brick on my heart all day. Like, that's oh. not fun. Yeah. You know, like there's anger around sometimes accepting who we are and what we came into this world with. And um, yeah, I think that's just one example. But I, I'm guessing like my hypothesis is that every person can relate to that, that like whatever your mission is in life or whatever your makeup is, that there are parts of it that as you accept it more, maybe are not super thrilling. (laughs) It's kind of infuriating. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Self-acceptance means the willingness to be pissed about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I I mean, yeah, because it it's accepting your story and being pissed that it's your story. I mean, there's sometimes where I'm like, I don't want this to have been my story. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of things, mm-hmm. limit, including but not limited to my relationship with disordered eating and diet culture of being like, God, what would my life have been like had I just not? Mm-hmm. What would life have been like if I, you know, if I would have been fully healed? when I was 16, <laughs> like totally. what, what decisions would I have made differently? Yeah. Um, and so this is where I think that the anger exists. Like what's the purpose of that anger? Um, and that feels like maybe just a part of the self-acceptance process. Mm-hmm. It's just like letting yourself feel it and knowing that it's also not necessarily truth. Right. Like um, I could be pissed about my body or pissed. You could be pissed that you're feeling you're highly sensitive um but that's not the truth is that it's beautiful how you feel and the truth is my body is good just as it is right yeah well i'm and i'm just also thinking about how maybe and this might not make sense this is just coming to me right now but maybe it's like acceptance is 
coming to terms with ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Like self-acceptance is coming to terms with ourselves and also um, being willing to evolve. But we also have to grieve the person who we were trying to be. Yes. And so... Anger is a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because anger is part of the process of grief. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's like, yeah, maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Is like letting go of our expectations, letting go of like the yearnings that we may have had that, um, that it's time to, to let go of and embrace who we truly are. Yeah. And for me to ignore that or to repress that won't allow me to arrive at Mm self-acceptance. Right. Because then I'll be like stuck in this limbo of like feeling these feelings and not feel and, but never feeling them through. Yeah. And so I'll just be stuck in like the repressed anger instead of just being like, Oh, I'm so angry about this. And then I can move through it. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the hope. Well, yeah, because once we like accept where we're at, then we can move towards something new and beautiful and grow. So I'm just thinking about how. um, So, yeah, it's interesting to kind of conceptualize the anger of self-acceptance through a grief lens. Like. um, If you're in a self-acceptance journey and if you're feeling anger it might be because you're grieving uh, you're and having to let go of um, your past self and it makes me think about how um, that, that shit is hard that's really hard yeah it's really hard yeah do you have any more thoughts no about that? <laughs> I just wanted to yeah, say that shit is hard it's really hard because I think we get we have you know ideas about who we are and who we're going to be and um, dreams and aspirations and expectations and and you know a lot of times like we have to let all of that go but the exciting thing is that maybe we have to process the anger in order to embrace who we are becoming and and the new life that lies ahead of us and I think I don't know when I when I think about life it feels like maybe we have lots of iterations like there are lots of different um and I think we've been talking about this in terms of self-acceptance. There's lots of different chapters. Yeah. But maybe that's part of it is like we have to let go. We have to get angry in order for like a new part of ourselves to be born. Yes. Anger is a part of this process. I yeah. Think that's what we're saying. Yes. That reminds me. I texted you this quote and I didn't even know we were going to tie it in today. But this Anais Nin quote um, that life is a process of becoming a combination of states we have to go through where people fail is that they wish to elect a state and remain in it. This is a kind of death. Totally. Ooh, yes. That's so beautiful. But I think that we want to stay in it because we don't want to feel the unpleasant emotions, all of them, but including rage and anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And and like the stages of grief, um, it's not linear. Mm-hmm. Right. We've maybe said this a few times on here. You don't arrive. Uh-huh. Right. But because I am thinking about that with um, my story or my journey with body acceptance is like there are periods of times where I'm just like, yes, this is I'm so glad that this is my journey. And then there's other days that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so pissed. I'm pissed at diet culture. I'm pissed at 
you know, the society I grew up in. I'm pissed at my body, right? I'm pissed that I was created this way. Um, and then, and then I fall out of it. And I think that as I go lean more and more into self-acceptance, that rage and anger happens less, but I still have to allow myself to revisit it when I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because usually there's more growth to be done there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's like a signal that there's more growth. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe, and maybe more to let go of. Like maybe that's another message is like <sighs> yeah. maybe rage and anger are inviting us to let go. I love that. Or asking us to pay attention to what we haven't let go of yet. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So – Okay. So kind of in summary, it sounds like we have sort of we we've kind of identified two parts of anger that feel really important, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The first one being anger that shows us our boundaries. That stops me from being a passive aggressive wench. <laughs> <laughs> and and for me, it gives me like the pause to know something has been violated but also not explode on somebody great yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that's empowering and mm-hmm. the other one is do you want to say it you can say it the other one is kind of coming to terms with um your own self-acceptance journey and acknowledging what maybe you need to let go of and what maybe you're grieving from an idea of a past self um and what you might be getting ready to embrace that is in the unknown um, and might be really exciting and um, a whole new adventure. But because you're not there yet, there is a lot of anger and um, and grief. Yeah. So our invitation for you this week is to be curious about your anger. Mm-hmm. That's my invitation. That's our invitation. Yeah. Do you have an, any other invitation or message about anger? Yeah. Just that I think – exiling any emotion is never a good idea. So I think just um, having awareness about how we react to our emotions is obviously very important, but welcoming all of our feelings in, including rage and having the willingness to um, explore them for special messages. Yeah. And how would you explore them? Like I just, I'm, I'm thinking journaling, right? Yeah, I think, um, like, how do I explore my feelings? Well, for me, I think something I really like to do is I, when I'm feeling a feeling, I like to notice where it is in my body and, um, and just ask it what, what would it like for me to pay attention to? Just ask that feeling, that question, and then trust whatever comes up. Um, and then, have the willingness to sit with it for as long as it takes until I can get to the root. That's so beautiful. Yeah. For me, it's having friends like you Aww. who ask me how I'm feeling <laughs> and make me say the truth, which I'm not used to doing. I mean, truly, I think that is like having a safe person to process feelings with mm-hmm. um, is new because yeah. I didn't know that people wanted to know if I was angry or sad. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'm really grateful I get to be that person for you. Thanks. Yeah. We're so cheesy. We are so cheesy, but I love it. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening. Okay. Go be angry. (laughs) (laughs) But not violent. Yeah, but not violent. Definitely not violent. Don't hurt anyone. All right. Signing off.
it's Sarah and Becca again. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can tune in on your favorite podcast player every other Monday to hear us talk with special guests about self-acceptance, self-love, and self-growth. See you in a few weeks.